0: week we go back and revisit our interview with uh, Chris Hamm. Man, I don't know what else I can say about Chris Hamm that I haven't already said. Um, Chris Hamm is the type of guy that you want on your side with any project that you have. Uh, for instance, when I announced this charity, it wasn't even four hours before he called me up said, I want in, I want to help out any way I can, so he's not only a really good writer, but a really good friend and a really good ally, so I may have said all that before, but it's all true, so anyway, Chris was actually the first person that I uh, called and did a recorded interview with, so this audio is a little bit old, but uh, it's still good, so give it a listen. Okay, cool. So... I definitely wanted to, uh, talk to you about your writing method, you know, um, so first of all, you're the first person I've recorded aside from myself for the podcast. So, uh, (laughs) you know, whenever I have a a new idea for Beautiful Mistakes, you're kind of my go-to guy. So thanks for, Uh thanks for joining me to uh, discuss. The thing that's always struck me the most about your writing is, you know, it's definitely connected to your spiritual side um mm-hmm. you know it's never come off as you know like i think my writing can sometime as like while well, i'm doing this for creative writing class you know here's a basic plot right. it's always here's some sort of spiritual or religious thought i had and yeah. here's how i'm trying to frame it so what can you tell me about you know your overall writing process you know how does the idea come well, up how do you translate mm-hmm. it into into writing? A lot of the times the ideas come up,
1: either I'm reading, you know, an article on the Internet or I'm, you know, just taking some time with my thoughts. Um, a lot of times it will come up after I've, you know, done some prayers or whatnot.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it usually kind of starts out as just this, I guess this feeling, is pulled towards this beat kind of idea or a problem that is popping up again that's kind of like why are we still talking about this you know shouldn't we have solved these issues already Right. you know so that really kind of creates a a pull in my mind you know in my heart to a degree you know to get something on paper about it to write an article or you know inspire a poem or something like that to try and I guess you know to reach people you know kind of share the feelings behind it more than just the thoughts Mm -hmm. so that's it's pretty much the basic on how most of my things start, right? You know.
0: Yeah, so it's something you have got to feel it before you're able to write anything about it.
1: Right, right. Because for me, really feeling and thought go together for my creative process. You know, to get my, I guess my my juices flowing with it. Because you know, if I just think about something cerebrally, I might you know, kind of downplay my ability or something like that. But mm-hmm. if I can just you know. Kind of let it flow, you know. It comes out and it's usually, usually okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I haven't heard any complaints.
0: So. Yeah, no. I'm always, I'm always impressed, you know. And, you know, I think that's something that I've found in my own writing too. Is that you know I can think about something logically for a while one way, but until I actually start getting in and writing about it, I don't know how I actually feel about it
1: right yeah right
0: um so you uh hold a distinct or distinction for me at least among my friends as the uh, only person i've ever known to convert to judaism mm-hmm. and i've noticed especially in your most recent submissions you know definitely uh not just involving you know using hebrew symbols what what kind of influence has you know that um, has that had in not only your writing but in your life recently? It's it's had a
1: big one. I mean, I've always been a spiritual person, a person of faith, and struggling and searching to find where I belonged. Mm-hmm. You know, put I put a lot of energies into it, and I found you know this this wonderful tradition. That you know fills my spiritual needs it allows me to have a you know gives me the framework with which to have the relationship with God that I wanted mm-hmm. and it helps me up to this, this huge long tradition of creativity and of learning and writing and talking and discussing and really trying to parse out you know what life's all about and right. it's it's an exciting thing to be a part of, to be linked into this, you know, it's a huge tradition, but it's a small part of humanity, you know, it's almost like, like I've got a secret that I have to share now, you know? (laughs) Right. Um, and it's really just kind of helped me, I guess, tap into that, into that side of me fully, you know, instead of just being a part that I would do on my own. It's like, it's, it's, it's a way of life. Right. You know, um, I'm constantly thinking about, you know, not only what I believe and what relationship I want to have with, you know, the divine, but what I can do with that here, you know, in this world, in the here and now to make things better. We have this whole concept of tikkun olam, which is to repair the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we believe our, our role on this planet is not only, you know, love God, but to spread that love and work with God in creating a better, more perfect world. And that's—it's really kind of helped me focus my passions and fuel them, you know, towards politics and other issues. Because I look at the world around me, and it it should be a lot better than where it's at. And I feel like I have this renewed kind of strength and support Mm -hmm. to really kind of get out and be a voice. You know, even if even if I'm the only voice shouting in the crowd, at least there's one person there trying to remind people, you know what we should you know what what the right thing is to do how we should try to be you know be living instead of just going along with what our culture says is easy you, know? you gotta be and I hate to say it but it's kinda like you gotta be a prophet in the, in the wilderness hmm. you know we're just asking people to be decent to each other and you know that we're all in it together
2: right. you know there
1: isn't there isn't this it just shouldn't be this me versus them mentality that only I matter it's, very much a we endeavor and if we, you know, lose sight of that like we seem to have been doing for decades, you know, we're we're gonna fail. We're gonna bad things are gonna happen and people might you know, I don't want people to be looking around going, well, what happened? You know, I just mm-hmm. see it coming. I to, you just ignored it. Right. But,
0: yeah, I think yeah, that's uh, that's a really good point, you know, um, something that I've noticed as well is the whole you know, me versus everybody else mentality that seems to be, you know, so pervasive in our, our culture today. Um, yeah. You know, I know you've got a lot of writing that you do as far as politics, but even aside from that, you know, it's basically in every aspect of life, you know, even in something as mundane as uh, what TV shows you like or what uh, movies you go to, you know, either... You know you like it and you're it's a genius endeavor and everyone should like it too or anyone who thinks there's anything wrong with it is an idiot
2: right right
0: so I think that's definitely something that uh, we should kind of take more to heart is that you know if you're talking about this on an internet forum you know it's easy to say well just one person said one thing and just leave that person just to one statement instead of considering, you know, this is a whole person who's got their own life and their own ideas that might have influenced this opinion mm-hmm. more than just, well, you spelled your wrong. It's the apostrophe R-E instead of just Y-O-U-R. You're clearly an idiot and have no worth.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just bitter. And, and you know, I feel like, too, it's we don't take enough time to really kind of investigate. I mean, you can, it's, it's easy to to fall in line, you know, with everyone that agrees with you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm even guilty of that. We all, we're all all guilty of that sometimes, you know, because it's easy and fun and makes you feel better, but it's destructive too, you know? It's like, how can we really appreciate someone else's ness, their being, if we don't at least listen? You right. know, and it, it can be destructive for everything, you know, for relationships for society, even for, you know, general creativity, mm-hmm. you know, because we're all human, we're all going to have a little bit of that ego, and sometimes you need it to harness harness your energies, but yeah. I don't know, it's like, where do you, how do you draw the line and keep it in, you know, where it should be, instead of letting it just roll over like we seem to do, and you know, like you said, you know, my opinion is, the only opinion is the best one, and everyone else is stupid,
0: Right?
1: you know, we, we can't be that way, huh.
0: Yeah, I know that's something I'm notoriously guilty of with people, you know, not just uh, like reading what they've written or um, hearing them speak, but even just people I've met, you know. uh, There's a number of people at work who I consider close friends that when we first met, I couldn't stand them, you know. I -hmm. hadn't taken the time to get to know them properly, so, you know, I had one meeting with them or something and they were grouchy that day or something like that and I decided that they were just you know terrible people but you know the more you get you know to work with someone to talk with them to really understand you know their viewpoint the harder it is to to think of them that way and I think you know being in Texas you know that was such a big culture shock for me you know um, Mm -hmm. because all the people that would unironically you know sidle up and be like well did you listen to Rush Limbaugh today which, mm-hmm. if you do, that's cool. That's your thing. But uh, I don't usually. Um, but just getting past that, you know, this person has this diametrically opposed political viewpoint. But there's still a whole person behind there and all these experiences that influence them to get to the point where right. they can listen to that. And, you know, not only agree, but, you know, vehemently agree with that. So. Right. Yeah. I don't know if I made a point with that, but you know. Oh, whatever. I'm sure you did. <laughs> whatever.
1: <laughs> it's a good point because it's an important one because most people, I mean, you know, I watch the news a lot. I do a lot of reading the news. Mm-hmm. And that needs to be lost on the political class, you know, on the power brokers and stuff that, that you should get to know someone else, that you should see them as a whole person and not just a viewpoint or a soundbite.
2: Right.
1: You know, and that. It's been a problem for us. It's really evident right now. You know, no one wants to listen because you don't get the ratings or you might not get reelected, And it's affecting everything because we're not seeing each other as people anymore. We're seeing each other as enemies. Right. And that's not good. You know, we're all Americans first, before we're Democrats or Republicans or anything else. You know, right, we're exactly. one. People, you know, and I, I don't like it. I mean, I'm, I fan the flames at times just because I think, My ideas, the ideas I support are better ones for the country. But I hate all this vitriol that, you know, says that, I mean, I as a Democrat am not a real American. You know, that I'm somehow this liberal elitist out to destroy all this good in America. You know, when it's not true. Just like it is to say all Republicans are, you know, want to turn us back to the 19th century and want to destroy America you know that's not true either it's easy to do but you know right. we, we you you have uh done something human man you know <laughs> you've done what most of us should try to do and gotten to know people Yeah, you might differ greatly in politics but it's your people right you know you can you can live with that <laughs>
0: yeah and i think <laughs> there's there's definitely a difference between saying well i support this method you know uh Maybe, in your my case, I support you know social programs um, you know maybe you and I agree to pay a little bit higher taxes in order to support more social programs, but that doesn't mean that I see no value in you know uh keeping taxes low or right. uh, not bloating the government and things like that so right. that's i think i've I've seen that you know in your political writing too it's not so much just. Well, you know, anyone who's not a Democrat, you know, can go to hell.
2: Right. <laughs> it's just
0: here's what I think's the best idea I've come up with.
1: Yeah. I mean I really I really try to stick to that just because I don't feel like there's that many people doing that out in the in the information world, you know, be it the internet or in the news or radio. Right. You know, and I think it's something that it's important for people to know it, be exposed to you know that there are people out there out there this is, this is what I support but it's not the whole thing you're not evil because you don't you know and there are things I really just want to write some big screed against conservatives and you know all that because I think they're stupid and blah 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 but it, to me it's more important to be to be balanced to try and you know pull you know do my part to help pull us back into moderation in the middle ground and so we can really solve our issues and, you know, build a better future. Right. doesn't want to not be balanced, to be all, you know, full of, I guess, you know, full of emotion and radicalized about stuff. Right. Yeah.
0: So um, since we're talking about it anyway, um, when you're writing about politics as opposed to when you're writing just for yourself, how does your your method differ? Do you get that same sort of... You know, uh, spiritual tug as, you know, your ideas are germinating, or does it come from a different source when you're writing about politics?
1: It usually ends up coming from a different source. I mean, usually most of my stuff ends up kind of starting from the same place when I write for myself. You know, it comes from my values, you know, that I was raised with. Right. But it really then kind of evolves into well i these might be my values and my feelings, but that's you know not necessarily en- enough to justify writing an article with you know I very much kind of turn into then, okay, here's the point I want to talk about you know what what's the evidence for for or against you know what's what's out there to really support my viewpoint or the viewpoint that I'm trying to get across you know that can be. Um, I guess factual, you know, kind of based in the real world, the regular mm-hmm. world, you know, whatever that means. But <laughs> <laughs> right. So I usually then go towards more, you know, let's look up the facts about it. Let's find out what other people are saying. You know, I usually try and find something, maybe some statistics about about it, depending on what it is. You know, what people in the past have said or thought. You know, that's that's a big important thing too to get. You know, the voices from history involved if i can right you know,
2: we, we, we don't do that
1: enough and that helps that helps remember what it means to be an american you know what we've done and where we could be so okay. i really kind of try to build on that stuff more than just you know personal things or things i like to write about personally right so.
0: yeah i think i think that's definitely a good point um you know, it seems like in the culture where we move just from you know soundbite to soundbite, it's very easy to forget, you know, even what happened a couple of weeks ago or you know um, last election cycle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, uh, it's not really supposed to be taken as a serious news program, but I think that's something that you know, like a show like The Daily Show does very well. You know, they've got that archive of things people have said, so they can yeah. every once in a while, you know, go back. You know even a couple of weeks when they're saying something completely opposite so mm-hmm. you know with the landscape the way it is where there's so much posturing and uh politicians making statements just to appeal to you know their uh their base or their their party i think having right. that sort of, sort of political uh memory is very important but it oh, kind yeah. of leads me to my my next question is how do you keep up on all that you know For me, it's like, you know, I can remember, you know, a handful of senators' names, but I couldn't tell you who represents me right now. And, you know, uh, I won't hear about them until they've come up with some, you know, ridiculous bill where they want to, I don't know, uh, deport everybody who's got brown hair or something like that. Right. So what Uh, kind of sources do you go to? How do you stay up on those events? uh,
1: I do uh my my smartphone is very helpful because I do a lot of reading on that of uh stories from various news sites. Mhm. Uh, the way I keep up especially with things you brought up like different bills and with my representatives. Um I have a couple apps that are pretty useful.
2: Uh-huh. I have
1: one that tracks uh Congress and it's done through I think the Sunshine Institute or something like that, they're um an open government
2: group, yeah,
1: and they log everything, all the votes that all all senators all have members of the House keep up on. And you can just enter in your zip code, and they'll tell you who your people are and what their voting record is and all that.
0: Oh, that's cool. Um,
1: another way too, I I get a lot of email from <laughs> from various groups and people about current political things. I mean, even from Union for Reform Judaism, even sends me emails through the religious action center. Right. about folks coming up on big important issues about you know cutting Medicare or restricting women's rights to um, to health care and whatnot and abortion mm-hmm. and, and I even get um, I guess weekly updates from, from our representatives. you know that's a pretty easy thing you can do if you if you want you just you know you look up I guess if you don't know who your people are, you start, you go to uh, the, U- the U.S. Senate, and you can look up, they in the House, they both have their own website. You can look up who your people are, and most of them have a newsletter they put out about what they're doing. Oh, yeah. That's a good way too. You know, they're pretty good at keeping you up to date, especially your reps. You know, representatives, I guess, really feel a need to <laughs> stay in touch with the people. So my rep, my rep, you know. Jeff Miller. I don't agree with anything he does, but I get an email from <laughs> every week about what, to do, what he's supporting and whatnot. So it helps, you know, it helps to keep up to date on what's going on.
2: Yeah. You
0: so know. basically, what you're telling me is I have to not be lazy and I have to go look for it myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you get on all the right lists, then it just comes to you. Yeah.
0: So what was the the name but, of that that app you mentioned? Um. In case people want to go grab that.
1: I don't think I can look it up since I'm on my cell phone. <laughs> um, I want to say the one I have is called Congress.
0: Congress? All right, well, if that's not so, it, I'll, I'll put it in post.
1: Yeah, it's, on the, it's in the um, Android Marketplace. And it has a little picture of the Capitol Dome, so you know if the right <laughs> one. But there's also a good website on the Internet that I used to go to, so I got this app called Open Congress, and it does the same thing.
0: So. Opencongress.org, I'm guessing, or .gov?
1: Yeah, I think it's .org.
0: Okay. We well, can put that into the Googs and see what it says.
1: And then, yeah, that's very helpful for just kind of getting up to speed on what's going on in Congress mm-hmm. and what your people have been up to. You know, at the very least, I mean, then you'll know what's going on. Right. So,
0: uh, Another thing I definitely wanted to ask about as far as writing for about politics It's how you Mm -hmm. kind of stay away from this echo chamber effect, you know, uh, seems again, you know, I'm kind of lazy. So most of my political discourse comes from either the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal, which is probably uh, not enough middle ground between the two of those papers to really have a coherent thought about one thing or the other, because one says, "Yay, Obama did everything right. And. The other could be, well, Obama tied his shoes today, and that's completely wrong. So... How,
1: yeah, a, a good one here that I've used, too, is the Washington Post. Yeah. <laughs> they can be rather middle ground. Okay. Um, really, it just kind of takes... I mean, yeah, it's really hard to to avoid that, because that's what everybody is basically basing all their thoughts and opinions off, of. So you really just kind of have to sort it, you know keep in mind what you believe what you think right and then also how you feel about about all that what's been going on you know kind of have to keep an objective viewpoint and go you know kind of say to yourself well what are they really saying or you know how much how much stock should i put in that opinion Mm -hmm. you know and if you're really concerned about well then maybe look to another paper or you know whatnot um just to see what those opinions are. Because, you know, as have, they say, you know, the truth always in the middle. Right. So the more opinions you can read, you know, you can get, usually then the more information you know. But uh, another good one, too, you know, the BBC, you know, oh, I use yeah. them a lot because they're not American at all.
2: Right. <laughs>
0: and and
2: they're...
1: Yeah.
0: Are they not uh, uh, banned from having ins- any sort of uh, political opinions on the BBC? I think they are. Yeah. I think they they're yeah. are legally bound to not take one side or the other. Right.
1: So I I use them a lot because they do good coverage of, you know, the world, mm-hmm. of all things going on in America. And if I want something balanced, you know, I'll go to them. I'll go to CNN, you know, because CNN at least still tries to <laughs> be truly, about, you know, fair.
0: Right. Yeah, and you
1: no. just kind of have to really up on your sources, yeah. you know. And ultimately, sometimes you just have to not pay attention to them. <laughs> you
0: know. Right. Yeah, you get about five pages deep into the comment section on anything on the Wall Street Journal, and you're going to hear a lot of uh, a lot of very hateful people. So, yeah, I try to keep it to one page before I get lost in yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Unless you're looking for, you know, a little preaching of the choir, and then you go read the Huffington Post comment pages
0: or something Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, kind of like a cleanser. Just balance it out. Right. So uh, getting back more to your actual writing process, so Mm -hmm. we talked about, you know, where your ideas come from and, you know, how you were kind of inspired to write. After you've gotten that Mm -hmm. first draft out, what's your process like as far as revising?
1: Well, depending on what I'm writing, if I'm really keen to keen to get it out real quick, um, I don't. Sometimes I don't do as much revising mm-hmm. as I probably should. But usually, you know, I'll write it and look over it a couple times, and I like to let it sit for a day or two and come back to it. You right. know, once the passions I've been working under die down, and then I can really take a look at it and see if that's... When I'm the point I'm really trying to get across and make revisions from there.
0: Right. You know,
1: and then I just post it. It's pretty simple. So.
0: so the other topic I wanted to kind of go into, uh, mm-hmm. you write for a website known as The Examiner. Yeah. So first of all, what is that?
1: Um, well, Examiner, examiner.com is, it's a big... Nationwide, well, Nationwide, i from some Canadian news sites, too. It's technically, it's, it's the insider's viewpoint on things. It's supposed to be newsy or tidbits about a community, but what they really, um, really drum and try to get people from is it's supposed to be people in your community sharing their knowledge, sharing their expertise mm-hmm. on issues. On um, be it politics for me or, you know, gardening uh, they really run the whole whole gamut of of interest right and, and yeah so there's a big community for that you a lot of people share who are in the same uh, what do they call it same grouping like I am like I'm in politics for Florida for Democrats right you know, we all kind of read each other and you know can offer tips and advice that way but they really want I guess the the man on the street perspective
2: Hmm, and that's what they
1: built the whole website and model around and so you know you get people who've been doing journalism and that kind of stuff for years or freelance writers or you get people just starting out you know like me who are just really passionate about a topic and they really like that because then you're more apt to want to share and write about your experiences or whatnot and it's somehow it all works it works <laughs> <laughs> you know you, you wouldn't think it does but you can find some really good information on the site and yeah, that's pretty cool you know
0: yeah so is it's it something one. something that's easy to get started I just go to the com and create an account and just start writing
1: um you have to apply they okay. have a little application process but they usually you know they have you write a sample article and talk about your interest and why you want to do that and that's pretty much it. They're usually most there's already you know, ten people writing about that. They're usually pretty good about getting the people who want to be there in. Okay. So very cool. But it has that kind of laid back feel to it. Right. That you don't have to, you know, worry too much. You can just share. You know, being open be open about yourself and, and your interests.
0: Right. So it's it's not quite as easy to set up as like a Zenga account. Or whatever the kids are using these days as far as like a free blog. Right.
1: No, right. No, it's not that easy. You have to apply and make it back to you and all that. So,
0: mm-hmm. so is there any is there any sort of profit sharing? You know, if you set up, you know, this uh, whatever they call it, article stream or this page uh, mm-hmm. that you generate, you know, click-throughs or online impressions, is there any profit sharing there?
1: Um, there can be. Uh Uh, For for most of the people I hear talking about it, I mean, you don't get much money out of it, but it's more for creating credibility and giving you um, a history, you know, Mm -hmm. writing. It's more than a blog, but it's not, you know, writing online for Time or one of the newspapers or something. Right. But if you do it right, they they mostly base your earnings on page views, which has created some kind of controversy with people because you don't get paid a lot for that Yeah. but if you get really big in it you can make some money and then generally throw some ads on your. you can get more of the revenue from the ads and whatnot too that are on the page and stuff like that
2: right
0: so what you're saying is that uh, anyone listening to this needs to go to your page and hit refresh a, like a hundred times right
1: that would not hurt
2: <laughs> I would be much <laughs> oh man
0: Another what? another aside, I had experimented at one point with uh, putting a Google ad uh-huh. on my webpage, and Aval, mm-hmm. you know, and if you don't need the money, just don't do it. It looks like crap. Uh, it's just so obnoxious, but I had it on just a separate page, and I spent mm-hmm. probably a week going in and just hitting refresh, maybe half an hour each day, got up to something like a thousand hits that way, and had earned exactly mm-hmm. zero cents. So uh, If you're thinking that's going to bring you a lot of money Just 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 walk away (laughs) Right (laughs) Yeah I mean
1: with this you really got to be Doing it for The love of your topic And you know being a voice out there You know I don't expect to really make any money Off of it but I don't care I'm hoping it can lead to bigger better things You know At least then I have a history of something published.
0: Yeah, you know, those are always the people that are more interesting to read, you know. I don't want to read the Michael Bay of uh, online bloggers who's just doing it to generate a quick buck. I'd rather hear someone who actually is passionate about whatever it is they're speaking about, so.
1: Exactly.
0: Exactly. Well, all right, my friend. Anything else that you'd like to uh, talk about? No, I think we've, we've covered a lot, man. All right, we can call that good. Okay, well, that's all I have for you this week. My thanks again to Chris Ham for all his support and uh, just being a great part of the team. Uh, We'll post some links to all of his different stuff his examiner page, um, his blog, all that good stuff. We'll post that soon. Uh, By the way, he and I are having our next writer's workshop. next saturday 24th next saturday the 24th at uh, 8 30 p.m central time so if you're interested in that hit us up on facebook or send us an email social at beautifulmistakes.com. dot com everyone's welcome to join also don't forget about our voicemail I'm I'm try this just a new stream thing stream we're stream trying out as a way for you to come and uh, leave us a message or read us a story or sing us a song or something Whatever you feel like, give it a call if you're interested, 972-535-6478. Next time we'll have a preview episode of our next featured artist and uh, hopefully an exciting announcement. So check us back then. Later. (laughs)
2: Thank <laughs> you.